Welcome to the One Stiletto in the Grave podcast with your hosts, Sonny Ormond and Jane James. Well, hello everyone. In today's podcast, we're nattering about knitting and gargantuan gloves, chatting about messages and bottles, disappointing presents, Playmobil panic, slides and slurry. What is that anyway? I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Or I'm a politician, get me in here. Smart meter shenanigans, stilettos and stepladders and much, much more. A sad week in Ambridge this week with the death of Graham Blocky, who played Robert Snell. A, a lovely, lovely character. Mm, yeah, really lov- lovely, brilliant character he created there and a lovely, lovely dear man. Uh, we're all reeling, really, um, and, and very shocked. Um, I think particularly Carol will, will be... Uh, just devastated. We're all devastated, but you know, she and Graham worked together for a long, long time. I think the eighties he came into the show, and um, it was such a clever characterization. I always thought, um, because you know, Linda Snell is 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 a bit of a one in the village, but he always had such compassion for her. You really felt that he loved her, and yeah. he he always made every line really interesting. He was very yeah. clever with the script, but yeah, it's just we are all shocked, uh, really. Uh, he was such an interesting chap, and he was a very compassionate man. I loved talking to him, and because he was interesting in that. He'd started out as a doctor, he trained as a doctor, and then I think he'd always wanted to act, and then retrained, went to Bristol, a Vic Theatre School, um, to be an actor, and he did work as an actor for a bit, then got a family, and I think felt, oh gosh, am I getting enough work, you know, to support my family, so he went back into medicine, um, became a, a GP, uh, but the archer still kept him on so you know on his days off or weekends dear graham would come in and be fantastic robert snell so mm. um yeah and then eventually of course when he retired from medicine uh, a few years ago he he was available at all times and one of my really warmest times with graham was it was after the fire at gray gables and linda of course was in hospital and had the awful injuries that she'd had and was finding it so difficult to to deal with what had happened to her. And I had lovely scenes with Graham um, in the hospital, you know, emotional, really emotional scenes. And um, I feel privileged to have had that time with him. And as a result of that, we we had some lovely conversations about life and, you know, in general. So, um, yeah, it's a real, real shock. And we're all very devastated. Yeah. It was, I think Robert Snow's a wonderful character that... One's often not sure with some of the couples in the arches what on earth it is that keeps them together because there are quite a few of them that don't seem to get on very well or have had awful things that have happened to them in the past, affairs and God knows what. Um, and you just think, I don't quite know why you stick together through all of this. But it was always very, very clear what that Linda and Robert just loved each other to bits. And he was such a kind of calm and reassuring influence on her, wasn't mm. he? Mm. And always, mm. just always there as a support when she was doing her bloody pantomimes and Christmas shows and all the other stuff she got up to. She got up to. I, mm. Yeah, I shall really, really miss hearing him mm. on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when it was always, I loved it, you know, Lindy. He was yeah. known for her Lindy, you know, or yeah. Lindy, you know. And as you say, it was a real relationship. It, we, they were very clever, the pair of them, because yeah. um, 
they they really worked at finding different levels and you saw such a different side of linda didn't you when of she course. was with robert yeah 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 so much such tenderness yeah yeah, yeah. such tenderness so um yeah. yes yeah, so it's all been pretty pretty sad and yeah. um listening to it all but of course been a lot, a lot happening hasn't there uh, generally oh, it seems God. to me in Ambridge and tying up of storylines at the minute I think with you know with the abortion storyline with Chelsea and so on and so forth and then of course there was always all the business of um uh, of of the, the, the bottle and the message in the yeah, bottle this was weird wasn't it so this is the second um set of uh like messages from donkeys years ago because first of all we had the discovery of kenton's diary and what he got up to and then and then um did, did lillian find the lillian found yeah, the bottle, she did she, she she tripped so, over when she was walking right. through the woods that's right mm. and so there's a message in there from tony as a child that's lillian's brother just saying mm. all he wants for christmas is, his, is for his parents to stop arguing with each other isn't mm. it mm. um but but if Santa's got anything spare, he'd like a guitar. Yes. And I, I, it just casts such an interesting insight into not just Tony, but into his sisters, Lillian and Jenny, that mm. they have grown up in a household where the parents were very unhappy. Mm. Mm. Very unhappy. And, and the root being alcohol, the alcoholism yeah. of their father, Jack. And we touched, I touched on that story as well a while ago um with june peggy mm-hmm. when there were some lovely scenes i had when she was sharing them with me or with lillian not with me with lillian you know what w- what she went through in, in those days which lillian didn't know and then of course we have the storyline of alice um which is really again yeah. the alcohol thing which also made lillian think about her issues with drink i mean i found all mm-hmm. that quite interesting to investigate um, as a character, but yet brought home to her again, Lillian, with the discovery of this message in the bottle, and just aware how much her little brother was coping, coping with all that. Um, yeah, it was it was it, it was a nice moment actually. It was a kind of tender moment for me because all, whenever you get these moments, you know, you're more there's more investment within your character. You've suddenly yeah. got more luggage as a character. Yeah, um, I can see that and. Uh, it will be interesting now when I have scenes, for instance, with David, who plays Tony, I know that when I'm speaking to him, whatever we're talking about, I will have that information lodged at the back of my mind, which actually mm. would inform the way I do that scene. It's, it's, mm. it's um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But of course, yes. So now what's happening is that they're determined to see if he ever got the guitar. Yeah. And uh, L- Linda, of course, is 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 uh, on a mission to <laughs> to find out if she if she could find out. She failed a little bit mm-hmm. because actually he did say he was disappointed with one present, but I think it was the jumper, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but well, that makes me think of you whether you've had any disappointing presents. Well. Yes, yes. Oh, have you? Not think... from me, I hope. Not, no, darling, of course not from you. <laughs> Be careful what Your you presents say. presents are always absolutely marvellous and perfect for the occasion. Um, no, but I, one that does spring to, I mean, there's all sorts of things about presents and, and things, but one that immediately springs to mind, actually, um, is some years ago now, we received, I have to be careful to do, but we received some presents, they were Christmas presents, right? And obviously this particular person had had a real 
knitting year. Now, I know you're a great knitter, Jane. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. But this was an amateur knitter. You're a professional knitter. This was an amateur knitter. And um, basically, they'd, they'd, they'd really gone for it. They'd knitted all years and they, they'd knitted gloves for their entire family and friends. And they were, we opened the parcel and they were brown gloves. But they looked like they'd had an electric shock. They were huge gloves, um, and all the fingers were the same size. They were—I mean, they, they would have fit the Incredible Hulk. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But they'd been parcelled up, and they had been sent out. And we just looked at one another and thought, "We we can't believe that." I mean, they had to be. I'm afraid sent away. But oh. I I could not have possibly um, put those um, in any wrapping at all. But no, this person. <laughs> was determined they knitted them and they were going out but they were a sight to behold is all i can say and so the the thumb was the same length as the fingers indeed yes and all all the fingers were as i say like they had electric shot they were sort of at these strange angles and i mean we did try we did put them on but they were huge they they, they were you know huge perhaps they weren't gloves perhaps they were an art installation well, they could very well have been. I mean, yes, that's that's another take on them, Janie. You're probably right, actually. We needed to look at them with a different pair of eyes, but we certainly yeah. couldn't put our fingers in them. Well, we could, but, I mean, you know, it's impossible to do anything once you've got your hands in them. Couldn't even you, open a door. You could have put them up the wall like flying ducks. Well, yes. Yes, could. Could indeed. <laughs> they could have been... <laughs> Yes, they, 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 but yeah, we, we, we felt at the time that maybe mm-hmm. they were for other people, not for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, you know, what about you? Um, I did have, well, I, I think mostly I get lovely presents. Um, people are very thoughtful, aren't they? But I, I do remember getting a present for our daughters when they were little, uh, Christmas present, which we were very chuffed about. It was, do you remember Playmobil? Yes. Yeah. So we bought them a Playmobil doll's house because they're bits of Playmobil. And they, we just thought that we'd, we'd had like a doll's house we made out of cardboard boxes. We just mm. thought we'd go for the thing, Playmobil doll's house. So we were wrapping up the things after they'd gone to bed on Christmas Eve. So quite late when we looked at the Playmobil doll's house and realised to our horror that it was in bits. It had to be built. So it was not, it was not erected. It was in pieces. <laughs> Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tiny, tiny, tiny pieces. And I don't think we got to bed that night at all. Oh, gosh. It was horrific. I mean, luckily they liked it, because had they opened it and said, hmm, do you know what this is? I think, yes. frankly, I would have thrown yes. them out of the window. Yes. Um, but that was a, yeah, that was a that pretty, was pretty, pretty traumatic. Pretty yeah. disappointing for me, <laughs> having been so smug that I got it. I know, I know, and then, the, but at least you realised. I mean, the awful thing would have been if you hadn't, you know. Yeah. Oh um, God, yes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The next oh, morning, and you're like, oh my goodness gracious me. So that puts me in mind actually of of um, many years ago we bought uh, quite a sort of complex slide. It was for Christmas, quite a complex slide, and uh, this was for son Jake, um, and. Um, our lovely uh, relative, uh, Johnny, bless his heart, was coming for Christmas to spend Christmas with us. And he didn't arrive till Christmas Eve. And I'd said to Johnny beforehand, we've got, you know, this slide, which is supposed to be coming from Father Christmas. Is, is a, but it was more than a slide. You know, it was kind of complex sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
And he said, oh, don't worry, don't worry. He said, I, I can sort it. And I do remember a similar situation when Johnny got all the bits out of this thing. It was really complex. And he had to put it together in the garage, which was underneath Jake's bedroom, oh, no. as quietly as he could. It, I think he was up all night trying to, trying to put this slide together, you know. Gosh, 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 gosh. Yes. Yeah. All yes, those yes, things are not easy. But I, guess... I, but, but I can remember, I was a bit naughty as well as, as a child because... I mean, I've said before, we lived in a farmhouse and um, there are all sorts of little little rooms and cupboards in this farmhouse because it was a 16th century farmhouse. And I, I decided I was on a mission. It was around about Christmas time to see if anybody, had, you know, I, I kind of I knew I knew about Father Christmas. Of course, I did. But at the same time, I was a bit suspicious that maybe other things were happening and, and the gifts were being given in a different way. And I can remember roaming around the house opening cupboards and I did I found a little scooter a little scooter that was um hidden away yeah for Christmas uh and I actually I was very good because um when it did did appear with its bow on or whatever on the actual day I did pretend that I hadn't seen it but I do remember and I it taught me a big lesson even at that age for being about seven or eight you know don't go searching for things because a bit disappointing then yeah, better if, better if it's a surprise, you think? Better if it's a surprise. Better if it's a surprise. Um, mm. But yeah, but no, generally like you. I mean, and one is grateful for for, for for presents, of course. But it can be a headache sometimes, can't it? Trying to think of presents for people. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, I, well, I do remember one year, though, um, that I'd sent we used to have the Archer's Addicts where well we still have Archer's Addicts mm-hmm. but we used to have the shop where you could buy all sorts of merchandise sadly no longer I'll be able to do that but there was a specific makeup bag that had specific Archer's writings on it and the only mm-hmm. place that you could get it was actually through the Archer's Addicts office anyway I did send this makeup bag um, to someone uh, one Christmas and then the following Christmas I got it back Oh, my present. Oh, no. And I mean, there was no way it could have come from anywhere else. It had to be my, you know, it had to be from that. And this person had no contact with it. Anyway, that's, it made me giggle, actually. I just thought, well, you know, waste not, want not. (laughs) Recycle. Oh, my goodness. We should should have sent it off to someone else and see if you got it back again. I know it could be that present, couldn't it? It You know, like some people do that with cards and things. I think you know they always send a card back and forth to each other, don't they? But it it tickled me. It it tickled me actually. I thought this was funny. funny. Oh, funny! Oh, Oh, well, talking of people who get what's coming to them, yeah, puts in mind of Matt Hancock. (gasps) My goodness! (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, (laughs) eh? What's been going on there? Yeah, yeah. Are we delighted to see them? Well, not that I watch you watch it. I've never seen no, it. No, I don't. I don't actually. I don't. I no. mean, years ago, I think I watched the first few up, and it's just not my sort of thing, quite frankly. But, yeah. um, well, no, I just think it's extraordinary that that he's done it, really. Um, and I, I, more than anything, his poor constituents. I mean, he's supposed yeah. to be there sorting them out. I mean, what is going on here, really? I know, and as far as I know, he's still accepting his salary as a as an MP mm. while mm. taking a great big fat fee from whichever television channel films this I, it's, I not many people have got jobs where they can just say i'm going to bugger off to the australian jungle for mm. however many weeks it is but kindly keep paying me mm. um mm. and and i would be i'll be paid for that as well but 
never mind. I think it's extraordinary. I do. And frankly, if he wanted to have slurry thrown all over him, I would have done that for him here in London <laughs> gladly. There was no need for him to go to Australia. I imagine there'd have been a very long queue of people. They'd I be very so. happy to chuck yeah. poo and cockroaches all over him. Yes. Um, and yeah. I'd paid I'd have paid for the privilege. He'd have made a few bob out of it. <laughs> yes. So Yeah. No, no, it's 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 absolutely extraordinary. And it was, you know, it's almost like he waited, didn't he? You know, when Rishi Sunak, of course, became yeah. prime minister, he waited. And, and of course, he, he wasn't given any position at all. And it's almost <laughs> like then, oh, OK, right. OK, I'll, I'll, I'll go and do this. You know, you, you could just see the, 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 the right, you know, the, 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 the way yeah. that he'd, he'd thought. And of course, he's doing it all in the name of dyslexia, isn't he? You know, he's, he's oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm doing it to promote dyslexia. I mean, it's pretty poor. Well, so he says, but I don't. I mean, I don't quite understand how that adds up, but because if he does talk about dyslexia, they must record like 24 times more material than they can broadcast. Mm. So there's no, there's no guarantee that it would be included. And mm. God, if I were dyslexic, I wouldn't want to be associated with Matt Hancock, mm. would you? No, I absolutely just not. I don't hold with men who have affairs anyway. Um, and ones who are stupid enough to get caught on you'd think you'd had enough cameras wouldn't you but you know stupid enough to get caught on camera well that's just yeah no it was it was it was just you couldn't believe it could it was jaw-dropping really um to be such an idiot to to have allowed that to happen um but yeah i I think when these things happen and people it just makes you doubt everything about any politician in a way and i think you know, you can't. You think can we trust anybody? Can we believe anything that any of them say? Quite frankly, um, and if he feels so strongly about dyslexia, I'm sure there are a million other ways that he could have done some strong campaigning for it. And whilst he actually was in his constituency, yeah, you know, helping and doing what he should be doing. Yeah, because it's not like there's nothing happening in the country that people need help with, is there? No, um, no I know what you mean about politicians, and I think it's sad because they do all get them because you've got so many of these people over the last couple of years who've told lies and had parties mm. and generally mm. been very 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 incompetent but mm. you know I think there's some fantastic people in the House mm. of Commons I think of people like Jess Phillips and Harriet mm. Harman and mm. I particularly the particularly the women I think there's some fabulous mm. people there mm. but mm. yeah we just don't hear enough of them because yeah. there's a lot of these very 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 unpleasant people yeah. all over it aren't they yeah I mean, I did read, whether it's going to happen, I don't know, but, you know, those other celebrities that are on I'm a Celebrity, you know, were, particularly Boy George, I think he was yeah. really offended by it, because I believe one of his relatives, was it his grandmother or mother? No, it was his mum sure. was in hospital, was it his mum? with COVID, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you also, you have to say something about the programme makers as well, quite frankly. You know, I know why they're doing it, because mm-hmm. they're, but at the same time, they're, you know, they haven't got any feelings of responsibility to those existing other celebrities. For instance, like Boy, Boy George, yeah. I mean, they're not caring about all that, are they? You know, no. I think the whole thing is is pretty rubbish, really. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's awful, isn't it? Because I kind of, I want to watch it because I want to see horrible things happen to Matt Hancock. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to encourage the programme makers. But then as my daughter said, all those bush tucker thicker be news will be on YouTube anyway, so you can kind of yeah. watch them there without having to watch the program. So mm. I shall, I shall do that as and pretend that I'm not in some moral dilemma. 
But yeah, mm. I would like to see him covered in slurry. I just, I'm just bitterly disappointed not to have had the chance to do it myself. I know, I know. Hey, he'll be back sometime. Yeah, you'll get an opportunity. Yeah, when he's yeah, home. yeah. When he's yeah, home, yeah, get yeah. down there. I can get a bucket of cold porridge or something. I'm not sure. Well, yes, I don't know where I get slurry from. Do you know what? After all these years of listening to the archers, I'm still not entirely sure what slurry is. <laughs> well, I, is it, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's Mark, isn't it? I, I think it's poo. Is it? But is it poo? It's, it's poo. I think. Yeah, I think. I think that's. Sorry, what it I, hope is. No I hope no one's eating their lunch here. No, um, sorry about yes. this. I think it's liquefied poo. Is it? It is liquefied poo. Um, pretty un- unpleasant, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so get yourself yeah. a bucket of slurry when he's back and, you know, uh, right. over over his head, you know. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Mo- moving swiftly on. <laughs> moving swiftly moving on from people that we'd like to pour a bucket of slurry over. Yeah. You've, been well, I... a bit, you've been having a bit of a row, haven't you? I have. I have. Listen, me smart meters. I don't know if anybody <laughs> out there has got smart meters. Quite I have. Frankly, I, um, I need Valium uh, to what I've been going. Well, the story is, uh, without taking too long to go about it, um, I, I used to be um, with a, 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 an energy company and, of course, with all everything that happened, they went under and I was taken over then um, by Shell. Huge company, Shell, mm-hmm. right? I already had smart meters uh, with my previous um, energy company. They were called Pure Planet. And that's a story in itself because when I got my smart meters in, I was persuaded to have them with them. Chap came, put smart meters in. He could only at that point, for various reasons, c- connect my electricity to the main um, Pure Planet um, area, you know, where it all comes yeah, from. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't connect the gas. And he left me a telephone number. He tried to, to ring through. He couldn't get any connection through. So he left me the telephone number and said to me, you have got to ring so that they connect you to this little smart meter thing. Well, I, I must have rung about four or five times, you know, at different times of day. I couldn't get through. And in the end, I forgot all about it. So even with that first smart meter i could only access my electricity uh, for the other one i had to wobble about on step ladders in my garage oh, to get darling. the numbers for the gas right so anyway the one positive thing was that when pure planet went under and i was uh, in the hands of shell i thought well great because hopefully they can resolve this issue now mm-hmm. with my smart meter and i won't have to be you know hanging onto step ladders and all that wobbling about in my garage anyway they came they said you've got to have new meters <sighs> okay so i had to have new smart meters and they brought the little sort of connector like the handset which should tell you exactly how much energy you're mm-hmm. using well he tried to connect this again the whole thing wouldn't work but he reassured me he said don't worry he said this often happens he said give it 24 hours it'll be absolutely fine so uh-huh. i thought right he's a professional you should know 24 hours went by no hadn't connected whatsoever so I thought, right. So I gave it another 24 hours. Nothing. So about 40 hours. I then rang Shell and I said, look, chap said this, bloody blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, yes, it can be a bit of a problem, this. You know, I'd wait a month. <laughs> no. Right. So I thought, I kept my temper. I thought, right, okay. So I waited a month. Still no connection whatsoever. And she reassured me by saying, don't worry, we're connected through to you. We can see how much uh, energy you're spending. Oh. Don't you worry. But I said, that's not the point. I need to know how much energy yeah. I'm spending. You know, if, shall I turn my, my washing machine off? You know what? I need to know. All right. So month went by. Nothing. I rang again. And she said, oh, yeah, we've been having a few problems. But she said, but what I would do, she said, I, just hang on. She said, for another few months. Well, <gasps> hang on. And then, of course, you forget all about it, don't you? And you get into the situation, basically, that, you know, they are able to record what energy you're using. And fine. 
Then what happens to me is, having given up with my little handset, I get an email through from at Shell to say, oh, um, sorry, but um, we don't seem to be connecting to your smart meters anymore. What's going to have to happen is that you're going to have to give us the readings every month. Oh, and I thought, well, this has defeated the whole point of me having smart meters smart in the meters. first place, you know, because this I could have done that before, or this me balancing on a stepladder. I was absolutely sure, but no, no real reason. This is what's going to happen. So yesterday, I... I rang them and mm. finally, after waiting on the phone, I was about 15th in the queue, you know, the way you are, mm. finally got through to somebody and um, she said, oh, yes, well, she said, it's uh, it's global. I said, what do you mean it's global? And she said, well, everybody's having this issue. And I said, well, why are they having this issue? Oh, well, it's the connection. I mean, not, I had to sort of, you know, ease it out of her. What, what are you talking about, the connection? She said, well, she said, there's a problem with the people that make the smart meters. We're trying to resolve it. So I said, OK, so am I going to have estimated bills now, unless I clamber up on the stepladder? No, 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 no. She said, because they are working intermittently. I mean, I can't tell you, it was the most frustrating conversation, Jania. I came off the phone really fairly clueless anyway, other than the fact, I said, what are you going to do? You're going to contact me when you need these meter readings? Yes, yes, yes. Can you tell me how much I used last month? She couldn't even tell me that. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, it, honestly, it was a complete nightmare. So I am so fed up with smart meters, basically. And the fact that, you know, in the first place, they didn't work. My All my little handsets certainly didn't work, which defeated the whole object of it. But now... And, um, you know, apparently everything's broken down and I don't know why. Well, that's bonkers. And, they and we've, had, we've had one for ages. It works like a charm. Um, Who are you with? We're with Octopus. Octopus, right. Yeah. Um, but of course, you, you know, the thing is, you can't even change supplier, no. can you, at the moment? No. It's ridiculous. But it's it's wrong that they want somebody of our age and height to yeah. be trying to read a metre that's sort of stuck, yeah. at the, stuck up the wall in the garage. That's bonkers. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, and I don't it's, like that. And it's madness because it's, although there's light in there, they're really quite high up, mm -hmm. it's dark. Mm. So um, what you have to do is you take a torch oh, and I have to wear my glasses to try and read. Yeah. But then in order to write it down, because it's too, in a way, it's too high for me to take a photograph with my phone. Right. Um, so, you know, in order to be able to get the meter, I have to put the torch to down uh, you know because i need my hand to to yeah. write right with and i'm wobbling about i mean it really is it's it's the whole thing is ridiculous so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a bit cross about it all and and also this business of int it's intermittent and not to really fully tell you what is going on it's global but you're all right yours are still working aren't they yeah 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 and you know we got for years you know you know how anal i'm about this stuff for about 10 years now I've kept spreadsheets. I take the meter readings every night mm. and figure out in my spreadsheet how much gas electricity we've used that day. So mm. I couldn't be doing with, with what you're putting up with. I wonder, why don't you tweet Shell? Because I think tweeting them seems to sort of shame them a bit, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Well, I mean, you know, and actually talking today, like we are doing now, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I will. I will. That's a very good idea, Janie, yeah. actually. It'd be interesting um, to know if anybody else has got a duff yes. smart meter, or even more interesting, if someone's got a smart meter from Shell that does work. Indeed. Yeah. Well, it, 
you know, Can you I let just, us know if that's the case. Well, I will, because exactly what you're saying, I thought I, I've, I've kind of been busy since then. But I since she told me, you know, mo, most species, I'm like most people, Shell, are having this particular problem. And I thought I need to get on social media and just track this down, yeah. or, you know, and Google and just to see what is going on here, because somebody else, if that is happening, there's bound to be people that are actually sharing this information on social media, aren't they? Absolutely. But, um, you know Absolutely. anyway so that's my rant that's my rant about the smart meters which aren't very smart quite frankly well no at they're all. not and in the meantime i'm yes you want you want somebody very tall to mm. to sort of mm. as a lodger for a bit so they can take mm. the meter readings for you that's absolutely yes i've got to find some some solution to it but i mean you know, hopefully there'll be, but if I had to say, well, it's happening intermittently, I say, well, what do you mean it's happening intermittently? You know, then you've got to inform me if it's happening intermittently. Have you got accurate readings? But it's also vague, you know. Yeah. Um, we're doing all we can to rectify mm. the situation, but yeah, I, I, I still I don't know what means, the issue is. Yeah, I think what that means is we're doing all we can and doing all I can to get you off the phone. <laughs> yeah, it really, absolutely, really, yeah. it really, really is, you know. Yeah. Oh, anyway, there we go. Mirant well, love. Go careful when you're standing on your stepladder. Well, I will be. Yes, no, I will be. Well, I'll, I'll have to get um, yeah. a younger person, which is what I've always had to do in the past, actually, yes. before, you know, I had to when I had to read the meters. But We're both um, looking at our producer, aren't we? Yeah, we're um, looking at our producer. no going up the ladder in Lillian's stilettos? Uh, no, I won't. I, or when I've had a G&T. No. 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 no, that wouldn't be wise. Definitely not. Flat shoes and sober. <laughs> Flat shoes and sober. Yeah, that's a great motto. Flat shoes and sober. <laughs> I think on that note. On that note. <laughs> I'll go and stick some stilettos on and have a drink. <laughs> I think so. Me too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our One Stiletto in the Grave podcast. If you'd like to see behind-the-scenes clips and bonus content, please visit our Facebook page, One Stiletto in the Grave podcast. And if you'd like to ask any questions, follow us on Twitter at One Stiletto 65. This podcast is produced by Raggedy House Productions and the music composed by Tom Smith. See you next time! <laughs> <laughs>